When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number two, Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We appreciate all of you listening to us coast to coast and around the world. You can go subscribe to the podcast and join Tens of millions of Clay and Buck listeners on the download team every single month. All you have to do is search out my name, Clay Travis, search out Buck Sexton. You will get some cool podcast originals with that as well. Make that decision today. Plus, you'll be able to fight back against, who knows, I have no idea how searchable it is to find this show now in the wake of the Brookings Institute attack on this show for spreading misinformation. So, you can go strike a blow for truth, honesty, integrity, and the American way by subscribing to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton in your podcast feed, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you may go, Stitcher. I don't even know how it all works uh, to get podcasts delivered to your phone or listening devices. So, Buck, you credit where credit is due, 100% in the two years that we've been on this show, to my knowledge, have steadfastly argued Joe Biden's running for re-election. I mean, Bill O'Reilly called me a genius, but said I was wrong on this one on this show. Paging Dr. O'Reilly, we got to get him back. So I believed that they would find an excuse to shuffle Joe Biden off the stage until the midterms. Midterms, the day after the midterms, come on, you go back and listen to the tape. I said the most consequential outcome I thought of the midterms was... It gives Joe Biden 2024 viability. It gives his political candidacy life at a time when it seemed like they were on the ropes and more inclined to have Democrats stand up against him because of where the country was. Now, we are almost, as I said earlier, to March. Joe Biden announced in April of 2019 that he would be running for the presidency in 2020. The time frame basically seems the same. Other than Marianne Williamson, uh, the uh, kooky new age uh, guru of thought, whatever you want to call her, it does not appear that there will be any other Democrat challenging Joe Biden, at least not so far. And uh, Jill Biden uh, actually came out and kind of put this to bed. Uh, I want to play a couple of cuts from you. Uh, She says that Joe Biden is ready to run for 2024 pretty much. He says he's not done. He's not finished what he started. And that's what's important. And I think, look at all that Joe has has done, has accomplished. I mean, he brought us out of the chaos. And he did that. He was elected because people wanted steady leadership. And I think they saw that in Joe. And they saw his character. So is all that's left at this point is just to figure out a time and place for the announcement? Pretty much. 
Pretty much. Okay, that's one cut. Uh, and then she was asked about whether she is wanting Joe to run. Listen to cut 12. Well, he said he intends to run. So nothing's been planned yet. I think, you know, he's been so busy with being in Ukraine, handling some of the crises at home. So I, I think, you know, he's putting that first. He's putting America's business before he's putting his own. But has the decision been made amongst the family that he's going to run? Well, it's Joe's really, it's Joe's decision. And we support whatever he wants to do. If he's in, we're there. If he wants to do something else, we're there too. Is there any chance at this point that he's not going to run? Not in my book. <laughs> You're all for it. I'm all for it, of course. There you go. So that, look, that takes away the obvious step-down move, which would be for him to say, my family, for reasons of, of health, and I want to spend time with the grandchildren, etc. That's not going to happen, right? So he he's not going to offer that up, you would think. Um, look, I would give someone, if, if I were the odds maker on this one, I think I would give someone 10 to 1 odds at this point that Joe Biden's going to run because ultimately, the Fe- look at the Fetterman effect. The reality is that the Democrats view it as our team in power doing what the Democrat apparatus wants. It does not matter. You could have a five-year-old casting these votes or, or pushing these policies, signing these bills. They don't care. And I know people will say, oh, but what about independence and moderates, Buck? That's what really matters, not the Democrat base. Uh, you know, in, for independents and moderates, the story's going to be a version of what it was the last time, which is, look, they said he was too old before. It's things have kind of muddled along. The job's not done. Yada, yada. Trump is Hitler. I mean, this is what they're going to or, you know, whomever. This is yeah. what they're going to say. And and I think, un- unfortunately, a lot of people now view it as they're not voting for a candidate. They're voting for a team. And Team Democrat knows that the name recognition of Biden is big as a bigger asset than any other candidate that they could possibly put in his place. Just the Biden name and the incumbency that he brings is more potent for reelection or for the Democrat election than anyone else that they could possibly put into the mix. So what do we know about Democrats, Clay? First and foremost, they want power. They want to win elections. What does that mean? It means, like I've said for now two years, they'll roll Joe Biden out in a wheelchair, you know, muttering to himself. They do not look at Fetterman. They don't care. So that's why I think it's it's pretty clear at this point. Absent, heaven forbid, a real health change that would, uh, you know, be be something that they couldn't hide, that they couldn't push through. How bad would the health change have to be, too, to be honest? I mean, Fetterman won by five and can't speak and immediately gets elected and has to check himself into a hospital for months. I, I mean, well, they, well, one of the realities a of a president, one of the realities of a president, uh, you know, when you're talking about somebody who's in their 80s is now you're just talking about someone's, you know, overall life expectancy and, and how long they'll be able to continue in any capacity given the health challenges of a person in, in their 80s, right? I mean, you know, 80s is, you just look at, look at a chart. 80s is very different from 70s for people. Joe Biden's now getting into, into that realm. Um, where I think it would be hard for them, Clay, to answer your question, uh, to suggest that he'll bounce back, right? The thing about Fetterman they keep saying is, oh, he'll be fine. It's just, this is just like a temporary thing. By the way, he's not just going to be fine. They don't know that. And the guy's in the hospital as we speak. But so, he's only gee. 53, right? So in theory, That's what I'm saying. He, he could, could bounce back. Yeah, there's a plausible fact out there that he, someone could argue, okay, it, 53-year-old guy can get healthy again. An eighty-year an eighty-year-old has a stroke. I don't think anybody really believes that you know the future is going to. It's not that future can't be bright in terms of spending time with family, but running the country. This is where you, this is what we're talking about, everybody. Because I know people are going to write in. Some people get frustrated. They say, "Hey, you know my you know I run or my grandfather runs you know a company and he's eighty-three and he's fit as a fiddle." Well, that's great, but you know running the running a a small business in your in your locality is not being the president of the United States at a time when everyone's talking about World War Three breaking out with a China Russia axis, right? This matters. Well, it I matters. saw, I saw, and I thought this was good. I flagged it. Um, Nikki Haley floated. This was from a Fox News poll that was released over the weekend. Buck, do you remember Nikki Haley floated the idea of people over the age of seventy five having to get a mental competency test? Seventy seven percent of Americans are in favor of it. 77%, only 20% oppose. And to me, and I'm curious if you would agree, the single 
biggest hurdle for Joe Biden winning re-election in 2024 is his age. The fact that he would be 82 years old and that he would finish at 86. Do you agree the number one vulnerability to Biden is his age? I would say that is a dependent variable because Donald Trump is how old right well, now? That's that. That's my that's this my is, This is the issue. This is the it's issue. Number one for Biden. But to your point, that's what I'm getting to. If Trump runs and he's 78, it takes age off that's the table 100. percent right. If you have, I'm not even going to make this about a single candidate who's obviously having a particularly strong week in the media right now on the Republican side. Any Republican candidate. Other than Donald Trump, that is being seriously, I mean, what Pompeo is late fifties, maybe mid late fifties. I got to check his age, but he's certainly quite a bit younger. Uh, Nikki Haley is is around 51. the same fifty one. She's, I mean, she's pretty young for a president. But I look, it's you know, I spend a lot of time reading about. Uh, I, I like to read biographies of the founders, and one thing that is so striking when you, re- with the exception of Benjamin Franklin, all of the founders were in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Yeah, all of them. Across the board. And we now have a, I, I, I'm not sure I pronounce it right, a gerontocracy. Yep. Where you have too many people who are too old with too much power in the United States of America right now. And that's not an ageism thing. That's a, what are the capabilities of people to be energetically engaged and to have their best wisdom, judgment, and performance in their last decade or two of life? Which is the reality for people certainly in their 80s and really largely in their, you know, mid, mid to late, uh, seventies. And, you know, this is, we've never faced this before because we've never had so many people living and it's a great thing. It's fantastic, right? We all have family members now who are living into their eighties and their nineties and that's all great. We're not talking about just day to day life and whether people can, you know, be vibrant members of their families and do great things, in their communities. We're talking about the commander in chief. And if you have Donald Trump, uh, running against Joe Biden, the age thing becomes a non-issue again. That's just, that's the way it's going to play out. People can disagree with it, but that's how it's going to shake out. You're right. It cancels out the single biggest vulnerability for Joe Biden. Because, I look, my parents, greatest humans I've ever known. They're probably listening right now, but your parents are listening too, Buck. Uh, my parents are 78. They're headed down to Florida right now. My parents could not remotely, either one of them, handle the responsibilities of being president of the United States. They were the best parents on the planet. They both had incredible lives. 78, in my opinion, is too old for the president of the United States. I I just, I I don't think that, and and Biden has made it worse, frankly, because he hasn't been a young 78 and a young 80. So so because of the respect in uh, in which I hold this audience, I would just say, I was making the case in 2020 that Joe Biden is too old for the job based on his age. Yeah. Now, I am open to the idea that Donald Trump is sharper and in better shape for his age than Biden. I'm open he to that line of argument. He is. But right. But I, I do have to be honest when I say that now Trump has passed that threshold where I think, you know, I can't say a Democrat is too old at 78, but a Republican is great at 78 just because Democrats will do that stuff. But I think we have to be honest about what we're drawing lines and what we think is best for the country, because this really is about what's best for the country. Uh, and, and that's supposed to be what the election uh, what the election brings forth. Um, but I, I, I still believe it will very much be Joe Biden. I think the Democrats do not care at all. And I actually believe this really gets to it. I think that the dream scenario for Democrats is that Joe Biden, they push him through, they, they manage to do it, and then he steps down. One year in, and Kamala, as his vice president, takes over the office and gets almost a full term. That is their dream scenario. Here's what I would ask everybody out there to contemplate. If Democrats knew that Donald Trump was not going to be the Republican nominee, right? Let's pretend that, because we have the advantage right now. We know who the Democrats are going to put forward. There's not going to be eight or nine different candidates fighting it out over the next eight months, and you can't project. We know Joe Biden is their guy. If Democrats knew that Trump were not the Republican and he was not going to run as a third party, is there any way on the planet that they would nominate Joe Biden? I would submit to you the answer is no. They're putting Biden in because they want him in a rematch against Trump. If they didn't get Trump, 
they would be running for the hills terrified. Just think about it. I want to talk to you about preborn for a moment here because their mission is so important and it's something that you can help them with. Day after day, young women who just think they have no options, they're choosing abortion. They're doing so under duress. They feel alone and trapped like they have no help. But there are other options. There are resources to support them. And the preborn pregnancy clinics are one of the options out there that really steps in and helps. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies by helping young mothers with, them, with one of the most difficult decisions they'll likely ever be faced with. Uh, the decision to give life to their baby or to end it. Preborn seeks these women out before they make that choice and introduces them to the life growing inside them through a free ultrasound. It is because of generous donations from you, the pro-life community. That's why this is possible. Once a young mother hears that heartbeat, sees that precious life, most of the time she will choose life. $28. That's what an ultrasound costs. $140 provides five ultrasounds. That could be five babies who come into this world. Think about that. Think about what that will mean for their families in the future. Consider making such a gift to this nonprofit organization, the Preborn Clinics. Using your cell phone, all you have to do is dial pound 250 and say baby. That's pound 250, say baby. Or you can go to their website, preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're getting a lot of reaction to what is going to be, I believe, the story of 2023, the Republican battle for the nomination. And again, I think we can't overlook how valuable it is that the Democrats are basically showing us their hand, right? It's like you're playing blackjack out in Vegas, something I like to do. And if you had the opportunity to know, hey, what are the cards of your opponent? You could decide, hey, am I going to hit on 16? 
Am I going to maybe a hit on 17? If you know your opponent's got an 18, of course you would, even though the risk ordinarily you wouldn't. Democrats are showing their heart, their cards. They're saying, we are running Joe Biden. He's our guy. We are riding him in 2024. To me, that is a tremendous advantage for every Republican primary voter out there because you know who your opponent is. And be honest with yourself. Democrats in 2020, James Clyburn down in South Carolina, he said Trump is the guy for Republicans. He looked at the field, and he said the only Democrat who's running that he believed could beat Donald Trump was Joe Biden. I think he was probably right. I don't think Bernie Sanders would have won. I don't think Elizabeth Warren would have won. I don't think Mayor Pete would have won. I think the Democrats selected James Clyburn effectively the best nominee to beat Donald Trump. That's what they did. They had the advantage of knowing Trump was the opponent, and James Clyburn basically said in the South Carolina primary, boom, Biden's the guy, he's going to beat Trump. We all have the opportunity to be kingmakers now. You, me, every single Republican primary voter knows that Joe Biden is the guy. So I would say to all of you out there, who is the guy who can beat Joe Biden? That's who you should vote for. And we're going to have a variety of opinions. Doesn't mean that everybody has to agree on who the right choice is, but I do think we can't overlook what that opportunity is. And we have to know how difficult it is going to be in order to get past Joe Biden. Um, and one thing that's going to factor in here, Buck, is some of these states now, because of reshape post-COVID, are like not even competitive. Florida, not competitive for Democrats anymore. Ohio, not competitive. Texas, I don't believe, remotely competitive. I think the red got redder, the blue got bluer. And I saw this quote that I wanted to share with you. Jordan Poyer is a star safety for the uh, Buffalo Bills. He is a free agent. And on his Jordan Poyer podcast, he said, you know, basically, of course, I'm going to look at what the tax rates are. Right now, he's in New York. He's like, I'd like to go somewhere that doesn't take half my money. And I thought it was such an interesting discussion because more and more Americans now recognize that they can do their jobs in a state of their choice. And Buck, I don't know why any, I don't know why every single person who could make the choice wouldn't choose to live in Florida, Tennessee, or Texas, for instance, in my home south, where you have zero state income tax, the more money you make, the more sense it makes. If you're a multimillionaire like Jordan Poyer, listen. You know, a lot of people ask me, oh, if it wasn't wasn't Buffalo, you know, where would you go? You know, I kind of ponder the question every once in a while. would love to go to a state that doesn't take half of my money, and that has nothing to do with the city or the, the fit, nothing to do with any of that. I would love to go to a place where they don't take half of my money just crazy you know it's crazy to me that how taxes work you know some people will say oh you know you're already making x amount of money where the taxes even you know taxes play a big part in you know all of our lives you know you know one of the things that i think this shows us is it used to be that in these high tax states they they had things that you had to just grin and bear it, right? Yeah. If you wanted to work in certain industries, I mean, if you wanted to be taken seriously in Wall Street, for example, or in Hollywood, there was a time, go back to the 90s, where you basically, there are always exceptions, but you basically had no, to live in New York right. City or you had to be in Los Angeles. Like that was the, so those cities, because those are very, very enticing and very can be very lucrative careers, those cities could afford to, act like the socialist redistribution machines that they are and have massive welfare states, bloated bureaucracies and enormous Medicaid budgets. By the way, that's in the case of New York, which just blows a huge hole through the budgets. Medicaid, it's the bureaucracy. And it's very important for people to know when you think about paying for services, understand that in many cases, I know the New York budget the best because of my decades of living there, but you're paying for retirees of the bureaucracy. You're actually not even paying for the people who are keeping the trains moving now, you're paying for people that retired 10 years ago who were working for the trains, and you're paying for them, for their uh, for their family's health care. You're paying for, uh, depending on the specific union contract, can be enormous, enormous expenses uh, tied to all this. Um, so in the case of California, you had something very similar. And uh, now you have New York City, 
with a budget deficit. This just came out a few days ago from the comptroller. Eric Adams, the mayor, is already saying we we got a big problem. You know, we got a problem. Um, it's worse than he thinks it will be, though. By 2027, the budget deficit of New York City could hit $14 billion. Holy a $14 crap. billion dollar shortfall in the budget. Now, New York, you will note, has less people by about 2 million and maybe more like 3 million now than Florida and double the budget of the state of Florida. Now, the only way, there are only two pathways, and this is very important, there are only two pathways for a state like New York or California going forward. Um, they change their ways because they simply can't afford to do this stuff as a state government that they've been doing, or, and this is why it's annoying, and this is why everybody, it's why elections matter, basically federal bailouts. Federal bailouts for New York, California, Illinois. These are, now, they may not call it that, but that's effectively what it will be, which means that you who live in Tennessee or Oklahoma or Texas or Florida or, you know, name a red state with a large population will effectively be subsidizing the welfare states of dysfunctional dystopias in New York and California via the federal government, the Treasury Department and the IRS. So this is where it's all heading. There's not really a third option because, Clay, it is simply unsustainable math as people leave. And it's the high earners who are leaving New York, California and other blue states. I think that's the big point. The high earners have more flexibility. And if you're paying, I think it's 13 percent in state and local taxes now in California. Let's say you are fortunate enough to be a millionaire and you can live wherever you want. Is California worth $130,000 a year to you compared to Texas, Florida, or Tennessee? And that's if you make a million. If you're a $10 million a year guy, is it worth $1.3 million directly out of your pocket into the coffers of California? I the, Increasingly, everyone is voting with their feet in terms of what they think about taxes. And I'm here to tell you, when I started to, when I would travel out to LA and I would get paid by Fox Sports for LA appearances, I, I was not making very much money when I started doing that. And I would look at what I yielded versus doing a television hit at home compared to LA because they would tax me on it. And I would be like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like all I'm doing, I'm, it's actually more work for me because I'm traveling all the way out to LA to sit in a studio there. And they're taking 13 or 14% more of my money because I took the time to travel to L.A. It's crazy. Well, well the, the other part of this that I think has has really been a turning point for everybody is is the well, there, there are a couple of things. One, everyone now knows in the post-COVID era, your state and local government really matters. It's not just the federal government. It's not just the presidency and the Congress that matters. The governor your state legislature, and if you live in a city, your mayor or your county commissioner or whatever it may be, they can make your life more difficult. They can even make your life miserable under the wrong circumstances. And that's not the last time that we're going to have an emergency where they can do basically whatever they want. It will happen again. So people have recognized that, which I think is a big part of it, something that I certainly recognized about New York City as a as a born and raised New Yorker. And then beyond that, on the financial side, it's not just that you're paying a lot in taxes. You know, one thing that you'll hear from people when they try to make the big case for like Sweden and, and the Netherlands and, you know, whatever, Denmark, they'll say, well, we get a lot, right? We get a lot for our taxes. Now, by the way, those welfare systems are actually going to collapse, but that's a whole other conversation. You know, they, they haven't had them for that long and they're not going to last that long, but at least they feel like they get a lot for the taxes they pay, or that's a broadly held perception that you'll hear. You live in New York City, you're walking around, you're saying, by the way, you live in San Francisco, you live in Los Angeles, you live in a bunch of these places. You're saying to yourself, I'm paying to have like lunatic drug addict vagrants screaming at me on the streets, demanding money, following me around, people camping out in front of my home, people urinating on my street corner in broad daylight. Not illegal, by the way, in New York. This is stuff that I saw. People doing heroin in broad daylight. The streets are dirty. Sanitation's being cut. The cops aren't being are respected and supported adequately to do their jobs effectively. The prosecutors aren't actually locking up people who are a threat to public safety. What am I getting for 
this 10%, 12%, maybe even 13% that you're paying in some of these states in addition to federal tax? That's a tough question to answer. I think a lot of people are answering it with their feet. Our friends at Legacy Box are on a crusade to save family videos and old family pictures. This is the company that digitally transfers old home movies and pictures into digital files that can be seen again and saved forever. If you've not done this yet, it's time to do so. Every day, your home movies and photos are slowly fading away. The videotapes themselves start to disintegrate over time, and it's made worse because of the dampness in your garage or your basement or the heat in your attic. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops the fading and allows you to preserve those recorded moments so they're safe forever. More than a million and a half families have trusted Legacy Box to digitize their memories. You can trust them with yours. I know I did. It's worked out so well for me and for Clay. When you get to watch your old videos, you're going to experience those emotions again, those great moments in your past. And then you can share those digital links with everyone in your family and whatever friends you want. And it's so easy. They just click and they can enjoy it, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to save 50%. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K to save 50% off. This deal doesn't last forever, so order while you're thinking about it today. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. A new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Always a mistake not to go. Look, if you're an executive leader and there is a disaster, people expect you to be there and they're comforted by you being there. Whether they support you or not philosophically, you're the president, you're the governor. And look, I saw this during Sandy and a number of other things. The most important thing was to be there, to be able to show people you were in charge, you were in touch. I remember a woman saying to me the first day after Sandy, you haven't forgotten us. People are worried that they're being forgotten. And it's never too late to go. He'll get some criticism, but he should go. That's Chris Christie saying that Biden should still, even though it's been quite a while, should go to East Palestine to just show support and solidarity with that community. And Clay and I have talked about this. Uh, we, we would, if we had relatives in the area, we would rightly be concerned about them. Uh, we would be concerned to hear about anyone who is seeing a lot of Dead fish wash up all of a sudden, thousands and thousands of them, animals dying, people saying they're getting bloody noses, all kinds of problems. We have a a government that has certainly lost some credibility on the bureaucratic side of things over the course of COVID. So the, oh, don't worry, the experts are on it. People don't buy that, and they shouldn't buy that. I think that's another important part of this. But remember last week, Clay, when there was the talking point that Mayor Pete Buttigieg himself used, it was... Oh, well, Trump, Trump rolled back regulation. So people that are, he's going to East Palestine, but his deregulation led to East Palestine. That became the, the talking point that uh, Joy Behar, remember she read it and remember she read it off a sheet of paper. She was like, Oh, here we are. The East Palestine and Trump and deregulation and all the, the whole thing. We're all sitting here and we're like, we really have to. Joy Behar can't spell East Palestine, but she's going to tell us about, you know, what's going on there. And and she she reads all that stuff. And it was all about how Trump deregulated. Well, the Washington Post, I don't know, you know, occasionally they decide. I think sometimes they're so bored they just end up doing journalism by accident. But the Washington Post put out an analysis. Now, they soft-pedaled a little bit, but so far, Trump's rollback of regulations can't be blamed for the Ohio train wreck. Essentially, going through... Everything that was touched by any Trump regulation, electronically controlled pneumatic brakes, there was a change in ECP brakes. Turns out, well, the train wasn't equipped with those brakes, but it used locomotive and dynamic braking, so it didn't matter. You go down this list, brake, uh, brake safety inspections. Turns out no one yet says that there was any brake issue, so how can you even know if that had anything to do with it? Two-person crew requirement, that was changed. Guess what? This train had two people. That doesn't make any difference. Minimum rail safety requirements, relevance to the derailment, none. The NTSB inspected the tracks. They make no report of any problem. Recurring safety audits, relevance to derailment, none. I mean, they go through this, Clay. Everything that anyone who really dug into any Trump deregulation that has anything to do with the train so far, unless they're going to say it's this one braking issue or the, the issue of the brakes and it would have been 
has nothing to do with East Palestine. Do you think that any of the people, including the transportation secretary, who are making the, it was Trump's fault case last week, will care? I think we all know the answer. No, of course they won't. And at some point, you are responsible for your own administration. Maybe you can blame the prior administration for the first six months that you're in office for things that go awry. I still don't think it works very well, but maybe you can argue that. Everyone remembers Joe Biden. Remember when he was sitting at that little tiny desk that they made for him where he was signing all these executive orders at a furious pace? Basically, the day he came into office, trying to undo as much of the Trump administration's work as he possibly could. If there were something that Trump had done that was so indefensible as it pertains to train uh, derailment or train transportation issues in this country, Joe Biden's had over two years now to address it before anything happened in East Palestine. And the larger context here is, I think the Biden administration acknowledges that they have blown it in the way that they responded to East Palestine. I don't think it was coincidental. I think if this had been a city, they would have put every bit of effort, a blue city, I mean, into paying attention to this. They would have used it for political purposes to the utmost of their ability. They wouldn't have sent Mayor Pete in three weeks after this incident unless Donald Trump had gone, and they're just hoping that their cohorts in the media will stop covering this and it will disappear. Because now if Joe Biden goes, I think is the calculus inside of the Biden White House, then not only were you wrong to wait this long, but you also have to acknowledge that it was a serious issue and the immediate response becomes, why did it take you almost a month to go and talk to these people and acknowledge what they are dealing with? And then that is a default recognition that they blew it. And so now I think they're just hoping this story will go away. I think it's going to be an issue for them for quite some time because Joe Biden built his entire political career on the pretense that he is a blue-collar working-class guy who knows the folks and cares yes. about the folks. And, you know, we all know that he he, he does this, you know, sometimes, you know, blue-collar on, blue-collar off, depending on the circumstances, but pretends to have this common touch. I mean, in reality, Joe Biden has been living not just on a Senate salary, but living as a as a millionaire for a long time. I do think there should be a little bit more interest from where did all this money come from? Hmm, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hunter's getting millions of dollars. And also, what about Joe's brother? There's some interesting stuff going on here. So there's no interest, as we know, in any of that. And, and also, Clay, notice how little you're hearing about any kind of criminal anything about Hunter Biden at this point. It's just faded away. It could come back, but it has faded away entirely. Uh, but Joe Biden hasn't cared about working class people except when it comes to fooling them into voting for him in 50 years. I mean, this is not the reality of who he is as a person. Joe Biden moves among and is of the elites. He is the ultimate Democrat machine politician. You know who his real constituency is? Credit card companies based in Delaware. That's who Joe Biden really has represented. By the way, a lot of what the credit card companies were doing, if they didn't have so much cover, would have actually been criminal. Moving dates around so people have to pay higher interest after they change the due date without really telling anybody about it, except in a letter that you may or may not get. Joe Biden was enabling all that, for those of you who ever had problem with the credit card companies and wondered, why isn't this, you know, considered loan sharking, basically? So, yeah, that's who Joe Biden really is, a fraud. And East Palestine, I think, just shows it. No doubt, but... James Clyburn made the decision that a lot of people vote based on optics. And doddering old Uncle Joe was the Democrats' best option in 2020 because he seems unthreatening even if the apparatus that surrounds him is quite threatening to what many Americans believe in. And this is where Joe Biden's own dementia riddled at times, it certainly appears, public uh, persona may even work in his favor. Because it's hard for these casual voters out there that aren't paying a lot of attention on a day-to-day -day basis to think that Joe Biden is competent enough to be truly a bad and, unfortunately, disaster of a president. He just seems like somebody's, you know, doddering old grandpa at Thanksgiving. 
And that works to the Democrat advantage as a result. And that's what they're going to try to run again in 2026. That is their uh, 2024 to get him all the way into election until he's 86 years old. That's their plan. Let me speak to all the gun owners out there for a second. You know, we've got a training dilemma these days. Going to the range to keep your skills sharp, it's just really expensive. I mean, nine millimeter ammo, five, five, six ammo. I got some cases of it here at home. And let me tell you, this stuff is uh, going up in price. It's like the stock market, except you know, that's in the wrong direction. You can thank the recession for that, the rising costs of ammunition. So how do you keep your skills and ability to aim in great shape? You use Mantis X, a dry fire practice training system. This is something you can use at home. It's what I do. I've got my Mantis X right here with me in studio. It's a firearms training system that has no ammo, all electronic, and it lets you improve your shooting accuracy. Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Turn it on, and it will connect via Bluetooth with the Mantis X app. You get data-driven stats and real-time feedback on your technique. Mantis X guides you through drills and courses. To give you a picture of how well this does, 94% of shooters improve in less than half an hour using Mantis X. This product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. It's easy to use and fun. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills 
To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. That's HealthLock.com. You know, Joe Manchin is a senator from West Virginia, which is pretty remarkable, West Virginia. Got a lot of wonderful people from that great state listening to us. And I'm sitting here saying, hold on a second. He's a Democrat. And remember, when they when the Democrats in an act of, of sheer spending lunacy, we're trying to put forward a three trillion, really five or six trillion because the sunset provisions ain't gonna sunset, folks. Okay. Once you start once Democrats start spending money on a program, then they keep spending money on that program. So it was gonna be five or six trillion dollars of spending. And he stopped he stood athwart that one and said, This is crazy. But then there was the Inflation Reduction Act which did not reduce inflation. It actually made inflation a little bit worse, but it was just a political ploy to get a spending bill passed at a time when with high inflation and not take the political hit because people are like, wait, hold on a second. If it's the Inflation Reduction Act, it reduces inflation. No, does not reduce inflation. That's not true. Here is Maria Bartiromo asking Senator Manchin, hey, do you identify as a Democrat still? Play 21. My main concern, and to all of you and all of your viewers, my main concern is how do we bring this country together? How do we make it work? How do we make Democrats, Republicans become Americans again and not just party affiliates? This is what's happening right now. We're pushing people further apart, making people take a side, and then we're rewarding for bad behavior. Do you the country still, has to be about America and coming together. Do you still identify I'll be, as a Democrat? I'll be involved any way I can. I'll be involved any way I can to help. I identify as an American. I'm an American through and through. Oh, come on. Come on, Clay. He identifies as an American. Well, yeah, we we hope so. You're a senator. Well, his state, Donald Trump won by 39 points. So uh, Joe Manchin snuck across in 18 because he wasn't on the ballot in 20. I think if Joe Manchin had been on the ballot in 20, he would have gotten absolutely filleted and lost that seat. I think he knows, and look, I've been on this for a while. I think Joe Manchin knows that he has a 0% chance of winning as a Democrat in West Virginia in 2024. Because whoever the nominee is going to be for Republicans is going to win by 25 points plus, maybe even more, against Joe Biden in West Virginia. I do not believe that it's possible for any candidate like Joe Manchin or any other Democrat to win when the Republican presidential candidate wins by 25. It's just not going to happen. So Manchin, ha- I think what I think Manchin hoped, Buck, was I think Manchin secretly hoped that Democrats would lose the Senate and Republicans would take control of the Senate and then he could switch and he wouldn't be responsible for changing control of the chamber. And when that didn't happen... Now he's kind of stuck in this role where he has basically two options, retire or become a Republican and try to run as a Republican. I don't think he has any other option to stay in the Senate. He could run well, for president. I, Maybe that's I mean, what he why, wants At to this do. point, you and I should just run for president, right? I mean, yeah, why well, not? Well, we're busy here. Everybody's you know running. I mean. it's, everyone's, everyone's getting in on this game. Um, I would say J- Joe Manchin, the, the people of West Virginia need to elect a different senator. Uh, this is this game of you don't know which way he's going to go, and he's kind of a maverick or whatever. You know, it, this isn't a situation where he's the best we can get in a purple state, right? I mean, this thing people will say, and I, and I know people don't like to hear this, but you know, with someone like a like a Susan Collins, for example, is Susan Collins the senator that you want that's going to come through for you in the clutch all the time as a conservative? No, but. In her home state, is that probably the best you're going to be able to do to get? I mean, you can argue it. You maybe you'll say no, but you could make an argument that you know Maine is, you know, Maine is not Wyoming, right? Maine is not Texas. Um, but with Joe Manchin, as to your point about basically a 40 point Republican winning state with Trump the last time, or 38 points, right? Uh, why don't you have a Republican senator? He does. Well, why, why would you have a? You know, it doesn't doesn't make sense to me. So. I think he doesn't really have a lot of options to play at this point, but, you know, he's very slick. I'm an American. Oh, okay. I mean, the In fact that, case, that he won't say that he's a Democrat, 
I believe he really hoped Republicans were going to take the Senate. And credit to Joe Manchin where it's deserved, because this was important. He 100% nailed the fact that inflation was going to get out of control. Remember, Joe Biden wanted to spend five more trillion dollars. And if Joe Manchin hadn't come out against it, we'd be in infinitely worse shape economically than we are. But I mean, if if they hadn't passed the Inflation Reduction Act play... Do we do we have Republicans in control of the Senate? I mean, you know, we can't prove this one way or the other, but he was wrong on that one. That's cost eight hundred billion or whatever it was. But at least he was right on the five trillion. I wish West Virginia had been right and elected a Republican in twenty eighteen. That would have helped to a great extent. By the way, you know, I was I was hearing over the weekend that the Biden administration is wagging a finger at China and saying, "Hey." You, you better not do anything to make things harder for us in Ukraine. I, I would like to address that and the notion that we're, we think we're calling the shots when it comes to China and Russia and Ukraine. I don't think so. I don't think we're calling the shots on China when it comes to anything. They're walking all over the weak loser that Joe Biden is. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burdens. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.